0: on. Welcome to today's broadcast. We love you guys. Thanks for being here. It's Friday. It's a wonderful Friday. <laughs>
1: it's Friday. Friday.
0: Friday. Everyone gets down on Friday.
1: Those I hope were- we don't
0: get copywritten.
1: I hope not. That <laughs> sounded just like Rebecca Black.
0: Definitely. Probably more auto-tuned. Than <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from so that we can say hello to you today. And guys, We just did, like, this is our last day of our first brand new, like, our first week of the brand new broadcast. Like, we've done, this will be episode five. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for hopping on today. What do we have in store for them today, Monsieur Crabtree?
1: Today we have a good day. We're going to be starting off at 12 o'clock with Minute to Win It, one of my favorites, uh, followed by What's Good, um, and then at 12:20 we will be having a new segment called Taste Test Battles. Dun, dun, dun. That also is one of my favorite ones and uh, my my mouth is like not making words. And then at 12:30 we will be we will be going into the next uh, rendition, what's the right word? The next segment. Segment of the man who would Instalment. be king installment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why rendition was the first word. The next
0: rendition in. of
1: <laughs> a new rendition
0: Holly, hello Holly and Kevin and Johnny and Arabella and Kevin or not Kevin. Holly says that she likes my <laughs> We're shirt. not saying hello to Kevin. I am saying hello <laughs> to Kevin. Uh, but I didn't want to say that Kevin said my shirt was pretty. That's not oh, what he said. Holly yeah, said it. Gotcha. And I love you, Holly. Kevin says, watching from the wonderful metropolis of Albemarle, North Carolina. And Debbie says, she loves the new format. Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks. That's great. Well, guys, it's family time, as mm. you know. Right now, go ahead, and share the broadcast. It is going to be a good one. But we've got some questions that we want to chit-chat with you guys about today. Here we go. Let's do this. dun da Question numero uno is... Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, I'm just gonna start asking them as there we're. We oh, just kidding.
1: What's the most pleasant-sounding accent?
0: Rachel and Wright and I had quite the debate about this earlier because Rachel's immediate answer was American. American. <laughs> <laughs> Prilla says hello from Scarlett, Oliver, and her. Hello, we love y'all.
1: But, well, the only thing about American is there's like 50 different American accents. Truth. There's Southern. There's oh there's pittsburgh there's uh boston there's
0: i'm sorry can you keep doing the boston accent no i can't (laughs) i'm horrible with accents okay arabella says french josephine says an irish accent holly says a Scottish. scottish accent Kevin, like, that was that was one that popped in my head. Kevin says the Savannah, Georgia, Upper Crest accent. I don't
1: even know what that means. I,
0: I do like that accent. That's really nice.
1: Can, can you, I don't know what it means. Can you display I, it for me? Because no, I have no, like, I read the words, but it meant nothing into my brain.
0: Kevin, Kevin could. Kevin can do it. He did it the other night. Um, Priscilla says an Irish accent. Natalie says an English accent. EO says Southern or French. <laughs> I, I like I like the Georgia one too. I think that one's that one's a nice one.
1: So, define most pleasant sounding like like it, to you. It sounds kindest or it sounds
0: just, nicest.
1: Honestly, like and I, like I quoted this earlier, but like I feel like the kindest one. I don't know if it's like Norwegian or what, but the yoo It's from <laughs> a out guy from from uh, Frozen. I don't know what accent that is, but that one sounds very pleasant. It just sounds so kind.
0: I so much want you to start talking with that. Um, I can't say anything outside of that. (laughs) Yoo-hoo!
1: Italian sounds very intimidating to me.
0: You kind of sounded like Shrek right there a little bit. Like, Yoo-hoo, donkey! That was my Mike Myers. You're welcome. Uh, William says Swiss. Kevin says he also enjoys the Cajun accent. I I think that one's a cool one, too.
1: Is that like New Orleans?
0: Yeah, like right down around
1: there. I don't even know what they sound like.
0: (laughs) Okay, question number two. I'm horrible with accents. Bum, 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 What
1: food do you crave most often? That's a good one. And steak. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I bring this up a lot. William says steak. fried chicken. Kevin fried says chicken. bacon. I bet you if Paul was here, he'd probably say fried chicken as well.
0: Kevin, George and I took Kevin, Kevin out for bacon. dinner the other night, and Kevin says <laughs> that anything that's wrapped in bacon will immediately that's, be his order. Really? Anything. That's awesome. So I want to challenge that someday and just wrap a whole bunch of random stuff in bacon and be like, "Hey, okay, Kevin.
1: That sounds like a segment.
0: What a great segment <laughs> that's going to be. Will we have bacon. done so well, many food
1: things. Every day we've had a food segment. Every <laughs> single day.
0: Okay. Joe says that she craves ice cream. Johnny says pizza. Joe says ice cream or steak. That mm-hmm. is very polar opposite things right there. George it's says steak. Why not ice cream on steak? Yeah, <laughs> Gross. I think-
1: I think no, that'd be awful.
0: I crave Mexican food, probably the most frequently. Really? Mexican food and then macaroni and cheese are often the things that I'm like, that would be amazing.
1: Natalie says steak or seafood. Why not surf and turf? Whoa. Hmm? Whoa. Best of both worlds.
0: Yeah yep i i mexican makes the very first time i ever fasted i did a 21 day fast and literally every night as i went i i was very fleshly every night as i went to sleep i'm like 19 more days until we go to the mexican restaurant 17 more days so like i was very excited Mm -hmm. kevin says if i ever write my memoir the title will just be just add bacon (laughs) 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 william says scratch the chicken it's definitely seafood Debbie says KFC double fried chicken. No. I didn't know that you could double fry it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you said, but George says it's gross.
1: Probably the ice cream on uh, steak. Probably, I would assume.
0: Okay, question number three. Bum 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 bum.
1: What is the opposite of a koala?
0: Yes. What What's- kind of questions are these? <laughs> what is the opposite of a koala, buddy Crabtree? What's the opposite what, what of it? What kind of question is this? I thought it would be a great one specifically for you because I figured your reaction would be very fun. It's not a logical question. It, it's just, that's a question that's on the okay. SAT.
1: The first thing that comes to my <laughs> mind is a dragon.
0: Interesting.
1: Like, that's interesting. A koala is small and cuddly looking <laughs> with like a very, with, and it doesn't really have a nose. A dragon has a big nose. It's not small. It's not cuddly. It's breeze fire. (laughs) I don't know. That's the first thing I can think of.
0: Arabella says the opposite is a porcupine. Also, is it porcupine? Porcupine? Porcupine?
1: What's porcupine? I don't know. George says the opposite is
0: a brown bear or a black bear. (laughs) Joe says a lizard. Johnny says a badger. Kevin says an anteater. Those are all great, great answers. I like like anteater. I like anteater as well. Those
1: are the most weird-looking...
0: Ant eaters and um, platypus. Or platypi. platypi. Those are those are weird looking things. Um,
1: I, I guess you could also go underwater. Yeah, you could. Or so. or you can just completely get what the heck is it? An echidna?
2: I I don't know
0: what an <laughs> echidna is. <laughs> it's probably some weird reptile thing because Joe knows so many obscure reptiles. I would be my guess. I like. I feel like an electric eel could be the opposite of a koala.
1: Or an acorn.
0: An acorn could be the opposite. That's the most
1: un-koala <laughs> thing I can think of.
0: <laughs> Kevin says a saber tooth rattle-headed, copper
1: mo- moccasin? moccasin? What, is- M-
0: what is that? That sounds <laughs> awful. Um, like
1: a moccasin. Isn't that shoes?
0: That's Every where time? I was. But it's not spelled that way.
1: It's... It's macosin.
0: Um, William says the opposite is a singular sunflower seed. <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> a singular sunflower mm. You don't know
3: what a water moccasin
0: is? Is that an it's animal? like an electric eel type oh, thing? Oh my
1: gosh. Is it wrong that we don't know what a water moccasin yeah, is? I don't it know.
0: Wrong. Okay. So, question number whatever we're on. Four.
1: <laughs> question number four. What is the most, well, we already did that one. What is the most pleasant-sounding accent? Yeah. Next. Oh, there it is. What is the best kind of donut?
0: Yes. Okay, before we get going, how do you spell donut? Because before the broadcast happened, William and I discovered that we are in the very vast minority of how William Aldridge and I spell the word donut. How do you spell donut?
1: And and we've Googled this already, Uh, so we...
0: Pastor is on Team William and Barrett. That is so exciting. Did you say
1: not the way Duncan spells it? So so there's D-O-N-U-T, and then there's D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T.
0: I am so excited anytime Pastor and I are in alignment with something. Because it (laughs) it makes you feel right. It truly pleases me. (laughs) Arabella says that she spells it D-O-N-U-T.
1: Kevin spells it (laughs) K-R-I-S-P-Y-K-R-E-M-E.
0: Kevin spells donut Krispy Kreme. Josephine spells donut G O U G H. Johnny said the see. same
1: thing. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, but he he did doughnut,
0: oh, nut. George spells it Dunkin' Donut Way. Okay, as you guys are telling us the spelling, what is the best kind of donut?
1: Oh, well, obviously this is just my own preference because yes. there's no best kind. But I like uh, glazed chocolate donuts. Like so, a chocolate donut with with that that's glazed.
0: And just glazed by itself. Mm -hmm. There's one at Dunkin Donuts that's glazed and then it also has chocolate frosting on top of it. That's an exciting
1: Ah. treat.
0: Is that too much chocolate for you?
1: Is it a chocolate donut with a a glaze and chocolate? Yes. Uh, I have no idea. I've never tried it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, William says the best kind is a chocolate iced donut from Krispy Kreme. Kevin says his favorite donut is his donut. Um, Abby says (laughs) Krispy Kreme. What is a spud nut? Debbie says that her favorite kind is a spud nut. That makes it sound like a potato donut. What's a potato donut?
1: It's like potato candy.
0: That's interesting. I I want to know what it is. Um, Joe says glazed or vanilla iced. Um, Priscilla says hands down the Handy Mary and Donut Dinette Glazed Donuts. Um, Kevin says chocolate covered cream filled at Krispy Kreme. Oh, Handy Mart. Oh, handy... That makes more sense. I'm just like, what's a handy Marion donut donut? donut? A a spud
1: nut is a potato donut.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's made with mashed potatoes or potato starch instead of flour.
0: That's really interesting.
1: Hmm. Well, it reminds me of, like, uh, my dad would make, uh, like, potato pancakes.
0: So it might be something
1: like that, because that's good.
0: That's really interesting. Interesting. I I had to
1: look that up the second I saw it, because I'm like, that sounds really
0: neat. I really enjoy strawberry everything so Mm. i like strawberry frosted or strawberry like dough donuts Mm. like i i enjoy those um george says that he likes the kind with jelly inside debbie says that you can get spud nuts in arkansas Mm. i really want someone to make spud nuts if like if you have the ability to make (laughs) spud nuts please make them and bring them to the broadcast please do like that would be that would be excellent
4: John,
1: okay. Johnny Shaver.
0: <laughs> Johnny Shaver, Julie Buck, Chelsea Troublefield, all the bakers in the church. <laughs> yes. If you spun can make it Party nuts, on Sunday, <laughs> we will feature it on the broadcast. <laughs> it's a self-sacrificial thing that we'll do, but we'll try them.
1: <laughs> Very self-sacrificial.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, guys, thank you for being on today. Share the broadcast because we are about to hop into today's episode. We love y'all. Thank you for being on and joining us during family time. But now it is time for our first segment of the day, Minute to Win It. It's going to be a good one. We'll see you back here in 30 seconds. Thanks for being on Lunch Plus.
4: dead, the 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 dead, the
1: What is up everyone? Welcome to lunch plus we're going to get started with a minute to win it but before we get into that, I just want to share with you uh, a couple things that are coming up on the broadcast We have a great broadcast today uh, on today's broadcast we're starting with nope we're starting today with a minute to win it followed by what's good uh, after what's good we're going to have some taste test battles we Can you hear me? If you can hear me, say, I can hear you in the comments. If you cannot hear me, tell me in the comments. Uh, But we will follow that up with the man who would be king. All right. Can you hear me? Let me know in the comments if you can hear me. Because right now, I have no idea. I'm told, we can hear, we can hear. All right. Sounds back. Awesome. Thank you, Arabella. Thank you for letting me know. All right. Well, Today we're gonna get started with a minute to win a game. Oh man, I didn't even see you there. (laughs) Abby's gonna be our first contestant. This game is called the bottle flip game. Now, many of you have probably seen, uh, seen the, you know, where you flip a bottle. Oh, good night. Where you flip a bottle and try to get it to land face up. That's gonna be what we're gonna do today. You have sixty seconds. This is how the game goes. You have sixty seconds to flip these bottles and to get both of them to land facing up. Now, you probably noticed that these bottles are full of water. Yes, yes. So when you do water flipping, you usually want to have about uh, 2 inches of water at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you're going you can't dump it on the floor. You're going to have to to drink. drink it? You're going to have to drink it to get it to the right level. All right? So <laughs> I hope you haven't been drinking water all day. Uh, See, we, we 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 thoroughly encourage uh, we thoroughly encourage, you know, high well people to be well hydrated on on the broadcast. So, we're going to encourage some some good hydration techniques today. So, you have 60 seconds to drink as much as you can to get it to flip. All right, and then get them to flip. You think you can do it?
2: Absolutely.
1: I like the confidence. <laughs> I like the confidence. All right, are you ready? Wait, yep. you don't have an hour in 2 minutes. You have 1 minute. I might all be right. able to get it in that time. <laughs> in an hour and 2 minutes. All right, are you ready? All right, on your mark, get set, go. All right, we already lost the the lid. You can do this. I have confidence in you. All right, you got about half of it. Sort of. We'll see. Almost Oh near all right, new rule. you only have to do one. You got thirty seconds <laughs> twenty five seconds all right that looks that looks pretty right. ooh, close. Almost fifteen seconds. fifteen seconds. I have confidence in you. You're close. I tried to help. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Oh! It was a nice try. Almost, almost. All right. Let's bring up our next guest for a minute to win it. Where's Kevin Nowicki? Everyone give it up for Kevin Nowicki. All right, Kevin, how confident are you that you can do this? More confident than Abby was. Okay. (laughs) Like how much more? First try. I'm going to land it. First try. That's what you said with the, <laughs> the waffle. We're supposed to remember that. Okay, <laughs> I, I I forgot that. All right, all right. Well, Kevin, you have one minute to drink as not as much as you can, but to drink the bottle down to where you think it's accurate, and then flip the bottle. All right, all right. On your mark, get set, go. Oh wow, he's chugging that. One. Should I I feel like I, I should put the microphone up to like his throat just so you can hear it. Ooh. Alright, that, that looks like a pretty decent level. Ooh, okay. Okay. I have confidence. He so we're we're going beyond the first try now. But I, I think you can do it. I have faith. Ooh, that was close. You're at 30 seconds. Hey! All right, you got it in twenty. Se- you had twenty-seven seconds left, so you got it in thirty. 30- Help me with math. Thirty-three seconds. <laughs> thirty-three seconds. All right, Barrett. B- Everyone, give it up for Barrett. Do you? Pu- I want you to do this. I want you to put in the comments. Do you think Barrett will be able to get it in more in less time than Kevin? Because Kevin got it in thirty-three seconds. Do you think you can be thirty-three seconds?
0: In in faith, sure, but I haven't heard the word of the Lord, so I don't want to speak for God and have it not be true.
1: <laughs> that was a super spiritual response. Okay. All right. Well, you have one minute. All right. One minute to, to chug it and to and to flip the bottle. You think you can at least do it in one minute? Like flip
0: it? Flip it and have it land? Yeah. I don't
1: know. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> that's, that's less confidence than, than Abby had. All right. I didn't know you could get less than that, but I guess there's possible. I guess we, there you go. All right. You got 60 seconds, 1 minute to win it. Every second counts. That's what they say in like the game show. Every second counts. All right, on your mark. Get set. Go. Wow. You got this. I have faith in you. <laughs> I mean, f- first step is you got to get it on the table. I know my cornhole abilities. And, well, this is like intense cornhole. She said this is intense cornhole. I have confidence. Oh, that was close. That was close. That was close. You have 25 seconds left. So, out of anything, Kevin's victorious. 25 seconds left. Hey, well done, Barrett. You had you had twenty seconds left, so you got it in forty seconds. So Kevin beat you by seven. Pastor wants to play. All right. Well, welcome, your pastor, Pastor Brian Wright. Let's give it up. There, there's some claps going on here. All right. All right, Pastor. You've never you have you ever flipped a bottle? Oh. Really? True. And you have teenage children. Yeah. <laughs> What's a water moccasin? I've never heard of,
3: of them.
1: Oh, I should. Yeah. <laughs> that is good to know. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, good to know. All right. Put the cap back on. Uh, I don't want you to have a a, a lead. Yeah. All right. Do you think you can do this in less time than Kevin? Sure. Sure. All right. That 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 was uh, that was confidence. All right. Well, you got sixty seconds. You know, you know the drill. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. On your mark, get set, go. Oh wow, that's impressive. Oh, I've seen. If you if you follow True Talk for a while, you know how fast this guy can drink water. <laughs> and it's insanely fast. All right. See the key to this. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. 20 seconds. <laughs> so, I I'm continuously learning that the pastor is like insanely good at any game that like you we we may have him play. Like, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand this. Well, guys, <laughs> Pastor just got it, and you you should just ended it, you know, while you're ahead. I know. What was it? (laughs) Uh, Twenty seconds. Oh, that's good. So you beat Kevin by thirteen seconds. Look at that math go. And you just said thirteen seconds. All right. Well, hey everyone, thank you for joining us for this installment of Minute to Win It. Now we're gonna take you over to What's Good with Abby Wright. So take it away, Abby.
2: everyone and welcome to what's good I'm your host Abby Wright and today we will be talking about what's good (laughs) I hope you're in anticipation to hear first of all we have had a fan maybe our number one fan I don't know either way we have had a fan send in a pan of homemade brownies talk about good news after everything that we've had to eat this week We needed some brownies. And they sent in a letter also that says, Thank you, What's Right Crew, for everything you do and your heart to serve and get God's word out to us every day. That's so sweet. Thank y'all for doing that, anonymous fan whom we love and adore. We also had another fan send in a letter from out of state that we have been given permission to read. And it says, Hello, Boomerang. Greetings from Maryland. I'm very thankful for online capabilities so that I can receive from your ministry. I've been feeling off. I've been feeding. I've been feeling off. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been feeding off of your teachings, mainly at the Lunch Plus services. However, I have started watching your Sunday services as well. That's awesome. We're so glad you're able to join us. I have been growing in ways i didn't realize i needed thanks for your obedience and love for the lord the lord spoke for me about planting seeds in your ministry thanks for sharing your broadcast with the world i'm very thankful blessings to you and your church family thank you for sending in that letter we always appreciate just hearing feedback it means a lot to us also if you're wondering, I'm trying to catch my breath after chugging all that water just a few seconds ago, so have mercy with me. Now, on to some, a different category of good news. There has been a new mathematical formula that is supposedly able to eliminate unethical choices out of the minds of artificial intelligence. So this means every single bad robot movie you've ever seen in your life talking about the future may not happen. (laughs) That's amazing. We may all not be killed by robots. Praise the Lord. (laughs) That's good news if I've ever heard it. All right. There is also a security man who is going viral because someone took a picture of him holding an umbrella for a dog out in the rain. And he was quoted as saying, you never know what dogs feel about the rain. That was just adorable. It made me almost cry. So I felt like it was pretty good. <laughs> also, in other news, there have been little kids who have started sending in their drawings, thanking essential workers, and they've started putting them on billboards in Times Square. And so they're able to see their artwork. It's just adorable. <laughs> so thank you. Hi.
3: Hey. I got breaking <laughs> Do you have news. Breaking
2: news. I
3: got some more. What's breaking good? News.
2: What's good? I
3: just got a text that somebody, uh, they had a potential, you know, thousands of dollars that yeah. would be cost in their business. They needed the favor of God. We were praying over this week. Just got news. Everything's good. It's going to work Praise out. So the Lord the is Lord. good. Hallelujah.
2: That's awesome. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for our special guest. A <laughs> man. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap up, guys. I my brain feels a little waterlogged at the mo- at the moment. That came up. Sorry. <laughs> if you have any good news or testimonies that you would like to send in. You can, obviously, mail us a letter, or brownies, or anything else that you would like. My favorite is Key Lime Pie, in case you're wondering. Chelsea Troublefield. Chelsea Troublefield. I love you. But, also, if you find good news and you want to send it to us, you can send it to us through our Facebook Messenger. We would love to hear it and help everyone keep their minds on what is good and praiseworthy. Thank you for joining this segment of Good News, and we'll see you next time.
1: All right. Well, welcome. This is probably going to be one of my favorite segments. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of them that I've already deemed my least favorite, but this one is actually going to be a good one. I mean, we're celebrating. This is called Lunch Plus, right? Yes. So we have a lot of, I've noticed we've had a lot of food segments. So this one, this segment, we're going to be calling this one Taste Test Battles. Boom. Boom. This is going to be exciting. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be pitting two people against each other, and we're going to be taste testing different kinds of either fast foods or different kinds of foods. And and what we're going to do today is we're going to be, we have five different kinds of fast food French fries, all right? And I'm excited about this because what, what we're going to do is we're going to blindfold these guys and feed them French fries, and they're going to have to guess where they, what, where they think that French fry came from.
0: I have the best job in the world. This <laughs> is... <laughs>
1: That's true. This is a very good job. All right. So here's what we got. We got Cookout over here. We got Burger King, French fries. We got Wendy's. We got McDonald's. I, I think you, did you get the kid's meal? Because we got it's the, the toy. So so <laughs> it's so tiny. So, so tiny. Perfect, perfectly sized. And then we got Bojangles. All right. I would like to say though, before I moved to the south, I never had these two plates. Uh, Bojangles or Cookout. Really? Same. We didn't have those in the north. Hmm. Same. So, if, if I did this, I would have no chance, but, <laughs> alright, so let's get started guys, put on your blindfolds. Da, da, da. I can oh, see nothing. Oh, I had
0: earrings. I didn't think about that. Goodbye earrings. Goodbye earrings.
1: Oh, Who's it going? Goodbye. We'll just they're stand just here, happening. Awkwardly, they're just here happening. awkwardly. I'm super here. sorry. Camera now. I, I right. see nothing. Okay. Well, I'm blind. While they're bl- Now that confession. they're blindfolded, here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to give each of them a fry from one of these five uh, restaurants. And they're going to take half a bite out of the fry and then i will and then when they make their guess i will put it by where they think that it where they bleh. i will put it by <laughs> where they where they guessed that it was and if at any point as they're going through the fries they want to change their mind i'll give them the opportunity to change their mind um but at the end whoever has the most uh fries in the right spot wins that's why it's called a battle all right, Done. you guys ready? I'm yep. ready. All right, I'm going to start here.
0: Da, 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 da.
1: All right, I'm going to hand you a fried. Remember, just take half a bite, half a bite and then it. grossly hand it back to me.
0: Cool. <laughs>
5: Where's the halfway point? Uh, just, just all right, yeah.
1: Just don't bite it all the way off. All right, I'm going to take those.
0: Burger King.
5: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Burger King. Actually, wait, no, 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 no. Wendy's. Wendy's for me.
0: All right.
1: Where, are you sticking with Burger King, Barrett? Yep. All right. All right. Let's go with number two.
0: William, I really hope I don't end up eating one of the fries that you've eaten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How horrible would that be? If I I'm not gonna do that. That would nasty. The
0: fries cold. <laughs> Very. All right. Um,
1: Give that to me. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to touch the. Top. I'm sorry.
0: I think that one's Wendy's.
1: Mm. All right. Ooh. what do you think will
5: put that one by mcdonald's but that's not my final answer i'm definitely going to end up changing that
1: <laughs> all right all right now let's go with this one over here i want to give you some decent ones i don't want to give you <laughs>
0: the ends <laughs> yeah what if yeah. you had only given us the end pieces
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: bojangles
5: definitely bojangles wow that's spice
1: okay then all right, and now there's one left. Good fries. Now there's two left. I was gonna say oh. one. I was like, whoa, whoa, where's <laughs> I that one? Where's that one go? Math for a second. <laughs> all right, all right. Here you go. All
0: right. Cookout.
1: All right. Yeah, that's yeah. There's cookout. You you're confident in that? Yep.
0: George gets cookout fries all, right. all the time, and I eat them from his tray.
1: And then here's <laughs> the final French fry.
0: McDonald's. Yep, that's definitely. <laughs> All
1: right, well, here's Whatever. the problem. You already...
5: Yeah, I, I know I already put in McDonald's. Um, put, put my McDonald's pick at... Um, ooh, ooh. Now i got to think back to I what I Can I psych you out? Yes, do yeah? it. Do Excellent.
0: It. It's not Cookout. It's not Burger King. It's not McDonald's. It's not Bojangles. It's not any of them. It's like the anomaly fry.
5: Yes, the, the anomaly fry.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, could I take just a tiny bite out of the one that I have at McDonald's, or is that illegal? No, you can do it. Hey.
1: I was going to feed that to you. Yeah, that, that would have been weird. <laughs> oh, good it. thing
5: I left this long. Or is this a completely different fry? Yeah, it's a
1: different fry. Okay, one. thank you. Here, I'll mm. take that. You want me to put that in McDonald's? Yes, please.
0: I'm just excited that I got to eat French fries as part of my job like I'm, I'm mm. excited about this. Also, this is a segment where I'm not harming myself eating the food. That's like true. it's not That's hurting me. So it's not like making me gag. These huh. I, it's french fries. This is a happy segment.
5: Huh. So I already have a McDonald's pick. There's one that I don't have something at.
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> but
1: I can't. Do you want me to tell you what it, what that is?
5: Don't tell me what did it is. Did you see the whole thing? I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I
4: thought you had my other fry from before. I was I was right,
5: getting I will, my... I
1: would just rip one of them in half. <laughs> go for it. And this I, one I'm symbolically hungry. means...
5: I haven't eaten anything
1: all day. Um, all right. so the only one you haven't yeah. put one at yet is Burger King.
5: I never go to Burger King. It's been at least four years since I've eaten Burger King, and this is the only fry that I'm not certain about, so, yeah.
4: You're
1: we'll go, go that?
5: We'll go to Burger King.
1: Alright guys, are, are you confident in all your answers? I'm super
0: confident.
5: I am all not right. confident in the
1: slightest,
0: but we'll
5: <laughs> okay. see. Okay,
1: take off your blindfolds. Now, this probably doesn't mean much to you, nope. but Barrett <laughs> got all five of them. Right? <laughs> really? Ah. Barrett got all five of them. You got Burger King and Wendy's ah. mixed up.
0: Didn't he get McDonald's so, wrong too?
1: He did at first, but, well, oh. no, 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 like at first he got it, but then he swapped it out. Yeah, you it felt,
5: tell, it felt thin. And McDonald's I was like, this is def- this feels like a McDonald's fry. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, wow. Well done, Barry. Thanks. You, got Go bear yeah. you must get fast food a lot. Or do you? Okay, <laughs> um, that's okay. There's wow. nothing to be ashamed of.
0: Ministry kind of makes that happen. Often, <laughs> that's true. So.
1: Yeah. I've never had more fast food than I've had since I've
0: moved here. And that is not
1: a lie. That is like 100% fact. Wow. But I
0: will say I have only ever eaten Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And Bojangles with the rights. Mm-hmm. This has okay. never been a choice I've made on my own. I so know, that makes yeah. sense. I attribute my victory to Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole. I want to thank you. <laughs> thank you for making me the person I am today. <laughs> thank you for bringing me up in the ways of the fast <laughs> The <food>. impartation.
5: <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had either Wendy's and Burger King. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not surprised oh, I mix yeah. those up. I have Bojangles, McDonald's, and Cookout like all yeah. the time.
1: So, Amen. Well, this was our first installment of...
0: Whatever Taste the, Test yeah. Battles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep freaking that. that's, that's what it's Taste called. Taste
1: Test Battles. And right now, our reigning champion is Barrett Naur. So well done, Barrett. We will have, have a champion
0: like bracket someday.
1: It will <laughs> we, be great. We must, we must do that. All right. Well, hey, uh, stick around. We got some more stuff coming, and it's going to be awesome. Amen. Love you guys. See ya. And bam, all of a sudden we have new clothes on. <laughs>
0: what just
1: happened (laughs) that was a
0: change that fast
1: like man (laughs) like the lord just translated new clothes on us. no Mm -hmm. for that last segment um because we wanted french fries that were warm (laughs) (laughs) and not cold from like the night before since technically uh it's still like breakfast time right whenever uh, whenever we would buy them for this segment, we wanted True. them warm, so we pre-recorded that last night.
0: I'm pretty excited that I'm the reigning champion at this moment. If you think you can champion. take me on, then bring it. Bring, throw your name into the gauntlet.
1: Okay, I'll throw my name into the gauntlet <laughs> right now, right now, right now. But today we are actually. Going to have some surprise Minute to Win It games.
0: Bonus, bonus. content.
1: This is, this is bonus content. Friday fun time. So I want to give this to each time. of you. Now, this is probably, this is like the most um, well-known, I would say, Minute to Win It game of all Minute to Win It games. You mm-hmm. probably already know what you got to do, right? Yep. Do you know what you got to do?
0: I'd, I can think of several things to do. I'm there assuming it's a pyramid things. game. Nope. Then I'm wrong.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I stacked them up into a pyramid before, but... Yeah. If we need to do that, we'll do it. But the way this one is going to work is you're going to take them, take flip it over, all right? And what I need you to do is I need you to, one at a time, take the bottom cup, put it in the top, and you have to keep doing that consistently. This is hard to do with a microphone. <laughs> um, until the black cup gets all the way back to the top.
0: Can I have both hands? Yeah, you can use yeah. I, I don't.
1: I don't know if it's possible to do it with one hand. <laughs> Just... And then, imagine I don't think it's possible to do it with one hand. You, you must do this with two hands. Okay. Abby could probably All right. do it. So yeah. Now I want to do it with
0: one hand, but I want. I mean, you can okay. try. Abby will right. win. Please it, try. If you're watching live, I
1: want you to put in the comments who you think is going to win this, because this isn't really a minute to win it. This is just win it. That's what this game's called. Just win it. Done. All right. Okay. All right. So grab your cups. And when I say, go. Go.
2: Okay. Oh. Go. That's new. Oh.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I I like to. I almost did you. too. Go. 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 You got it. You can do it All it. right. You can do it. Wow. This looks pretty even. I actually can't tell because my brain's hurting. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching a tennis match. Okay. Now I can tell who's winning. Wow. What? What was that? Oh. Okay. I guess that works. <laughs> Got a oh, Oh! No, wow, well, um, Barrett's catching, oh, catching up. up. Look at that, look at that. Oh, oh. No, it has to be on top.
4: Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, that was it. Oh! I, I almost, see, I, I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have said anything, but she stopped too. So I had to say, no, it has to be on top. Well done, Mary! Reigning champ. Good. That's the second um, game you won in a row. All right. Thank you.
0: It's, New- I attribute it to the fact that Paul Stallings is not currently in the building, and Pastor <laughs> Brian is also not playing the game with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It is. I, I don't want to play against Pastor.
1: Like every I, game I've played yes. against him, he's destroyed. Yeah. That,
0: that's, it, it's basically just the way of life. Is way Pastor is. How wins? Can he anoint, he has that How can he win this time? The,
1: the winner, the victorious. Anointed.
0: Like, it's like, what's your favorite book? <laughs> Obviously, Bible. Who's going to win? Obviously, pastor. But whoever comes in second, like, you're doing really <laughs> well. <laughs> you're the real winner. I don't, I
1: don't <laughs> that, that's because you always quote Second uh, Corinthians, where
3: uh, uh, he always leads us to triumph. <laughs> perpetual, you, perpetual victory parades. The other verse is, no man shall stand before you. in uh, Joshua. Amen. Amen. They probably well, couldn't hear me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no man shall stand before you, he said, in Joshua. Yeah. All right, well, we got, a, we got another game for you, and this one is pyramid building. Ha! All right, so you're not going to need to mm-hmm. use all of your cups, but the way that this one's going to go is you're going to have to b- each build a pyramid that has six cups at the base. Okay. All right? Then. You have to build it up and tear it down without... No, you have to build it up and tear it down back into its original, whatever you would call this. Stack. Stack, yes. That's such a simple <laughs> word. Such a simple ah. word that I couldn't come up with. <laughs> um, so you have to build a pyramid, again, six cups at the base, Kay. all Kay. the way up, and then tear it down. Do you remember, like, they had the, the, what was that really popular game when, like, we were younger, where you had to stack the cups? Do you remember that? No. Nope. nope. Okay, well...
0: From when Buddy was younger, was I, this a like, game that like your mom made up and she's like, everyone thinks this no, is awesome? I, I like, bought <laughs> a kit. I had a
1: kit that I purchased for it, and it was fun. It was fun. And I had fun with my friends.
0: Look at these toys. Whoa. They're rocks and sticks. Oh, They're this amazing. Is fun. Look at that. Background. Look at that. Whoa! I'm Ooh. so excited about our background. I'm no sorry, song. Buddy. <laughs> I mean, All I'm right, sorry. on your mark. Get set.
2: What in the world was that sound? I
1: like that. Yeah, thank you. I
3: see
1: a I see a oh, wow. See, I thought this would be a simple game. <laughs> well, Barry, you don't want to lose your random champion status. I'm not. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, it was funny because oh oh she might not be
4: oh what is
1: this oh no uh oh so oh look look at george no, look at george coming to the rescue oh That's wow nice wow i call george <laughs> Interference! <Tennessee. laughs> Technically, there was much.
0: nothing in the rule book that said that outside help could not be done. That's so you true. Can, How did we both understand.
2: end up with our black <laughs> <top ending? laughs> in the bad <exact> same spot? <laughs> one, one one
1: down. One. I don't know, huh? but you have to also notice that they are one, so. This I is guess, true. I don't, I don't know if that's interference. I, I did learn very quickly in youth ministry that when you say there are no rules, you, ne-, you, can't, you can never say that because Mm-mm. there needs to be rules. Wow.
0: There does. I, yeah. I cannot read Joe's comment because I think, I think because you of need Blair. to do
3: it again and get ready. But Joe, Josephine said, I once did a minute to win it pyramid challenge. I had to do it with boxing gloves on. And I was also six. <laughs> and oh, I won. won. Do, do, <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we have boxing gloves?
0: We do, but they're I not wish. blown up. Yeah. We they're have like inflatable uh, like in the, like the, the gloves. <laughs> we don't have, have boxing gloves. Robots. Yes.
3: The soccer poppers. All right. You going to do it again? Yeah. Are we going to do it again? Sure. Now you have practice. Okay, right.
2: no and y- you coordinate. can't have George. I wasn't expecting to
0: have George. You the Lord go? brought George to me.
3: <laughs> you
1: didn't do the boop, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't do it again.
0: Do I have one too many down there? I don't know, but we're just you going to You should stop it. and count. Probably not.
2: If you do, then you could be... This then
0: I'm just making it more complicated for myself. What's the word?
2: Discontinued? No. Oh, no. Oh, well. There we
0: go. I'm going too fast.
1: I like how George, George is just using the porch now.
0: Yeah, they're on the ground. Oh, there go Abby's. I don't know what's happening on the ground. This, this is just
4: falling <laughs> apart. This game is just falling this
1: apart. This is My now game. the Tower of Babel
0: game. Oh, no. there's the string. The what can happen to Jericho?
6: All Wait, right. I don't think so anyone
0: time. won that. <laughs> did you even successfully it, have a tower? I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, did you have a tower successfully? Yeah. Okay. Well, now it goes to Abby. So <laughs> <laughs> now Abby is the oh, reigning champion. thank you for moving the
0: brownies. brownies. How I is she reigning of... champ? That was a tie. <laughs> I'm
1: I'm just making up the rules. <laughs> that, that was like
0: one-on-one. On one. That's there not reigning no champion. Rules. What?
1: Well, if we had time, we would do a best two out of three, but we had time. All right,
3: one more. Okay, never mind. We have time. All right, Josephine, come in here.
1: Yes. Who's she taking take, the spot Take the
3: Abby's place. Or I don't take Abby's place. Whichever I guess one good. wants to. You
2: here, it. you can take mine. All right. Ah, my mic
3: You're, you're taught to
1: be lots of All right. All Welcome, things. Josephine, to the broadcast. Woo So, Josephine's the one who apparently dominated this game with boxing gloves on. It's true. Which sounds super.
2: When I was six. When, wait, say that? When I was six. I'm wow. I'm a bit slower than I was, but No, you got oh, this girl. Okay.
1: Let's see how this goes. On your mark. Get set. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I almost threw the entire stack just like that.
1: Look at that. Look at look at this. No. Oh no. It's a lot easier when you don't have a (laughs) a microphone
4: clipped
0: in. This is true. Go, Joe. Mm. Do, 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 do. Oh, no. Ah, Joe. Well, this,
1: what a fun game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm realizing, though, this is a lot harder with styrofoam cups. Yes, that's true. Yeah, like, it's easier with solo cups, like the red.
0: Can you sing the solo cup song?
1: I didn't even know there was a solo cup Is
5: there a solo song?
0: There is, but there I don't think know. it's appropriate to sing on the broadcast. Okay. Go, Joe. Good. <laughs> go. Nicely done.
1: Well done. You got it all done before she even got her stack on. It's true. That is a really pretty one, though. Thanks. That looks really nice. <laughs> Hey, wow. My, my little brother instinct is coming out right now. <laughs> you want to <laughs> knock it over, don't you?
0: Yeah. All right. Do it. No.
1: Do it. Thank you guys for <laughs> joining the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> now we're moving on to our next uh, segment with Pastor Brian and a special guest today as we talk Ooh. through the man who would be king. We'll see you guys real soon.
3: Amen. I hope you all have had a great, great day and enjoyed the format this week. It's been awesome. Uh, we're excited that you're with us. If you haven't shared the broadcast yet today, please share it. Today I have my special guest. My wife, Miss Nicole, amen. I'm glad you're here, Miss Nicole.
6: (laughs) Sounds like I'm teaching in toddler's
3: class. (laughs) Miss Nicole is with us today, children. Does that
6: mean I get to call them my little chunky monkeys?
3: (laughs) They don't, not everybody knows that. I'll explain it. I'll explain it.
6: So we were talking about Sunday, we got up on the front and was welcoming our people. We've been loving on some of our babies, and some of our babies have chunky little legs. (laughs) And so pastor's like, hello, you little chunky monkey. And so,
4: monkey.
6: so I asked, could we just greet our people that way? So we're talking about things you say to babies that you do not say to adults. <laughs> but if today I'm Miss Nicole, then hello, my hello. little chunky monkey.
3: <laughs> we love you all so very much. We've been talking about the man who would be king, uh, talking about the person who would be a leader, who would be a supervisor, a manager, somebody who would be a minister. Uh, Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, or just a Christian, a servant leader who is called to serve and to lead and to make disciples, a Sunday school teacher, anybody basically that's called into uh, the kingdom of God, any Christian, should look at themselves as God's calling me to lead some things. And if he's calling you to lead some things, then he's calling you to grow up into that. And we must, as believers, study to show ourselves approved. So we've been in the series talking about this. And we've been looking at the lives of King David, King Saul, uh, other kings as well. What are the things that they did right as a leader of the people? And what are things that they did wrong? And one of the things that we've talked about so many times is that the Bible tells us very quickly that a man's gift will make room for him. Uh, But you find out through the rest of the counsel of the word that it's character that will Mm -hmm. keep him there. So a gift will make room, but if that gift, that person carrying that gift has no character and they have not actually established their skill as a leader, uh, they won't stay there for very long generally. And you see that in the Word. And so we want to move to the place where God can use us, and we're available, and we're skilled and available for everything that God has for us. And we're talking about that. So one of the common themes, we're going to see it again today, is that David constantly inquired of the Lord, that he constantly was going after the Lord. And I know in Acts thirteen 22, I'll read this. This is one of my favorite verses. And it's one of those things where I would love for this to be my testimony uh, that the Lord had about me. And it just, when I read this years and years ago, I just thought that's what I really want for my life. So God had this it says, verse 22, after he had removed Saul, uh, he raised up David to be their king concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart right. who will do all of my will. And then, of course, the very first verse in the gospel in Matthew 1, 1 right there alongside with Jesus is listed David the great king and uh, how honored to be what what did this man have what had he done that caused him uh, that caused him to be listed in the very first verse of the New Testament yeah. along with the lineage of David and and it's these are the kind of things we want to look into and we want to make sure that we live out our lives so, that when we're standing in front of Jesus, in front of God, that we, He'll say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. And uh, that's available for anybody. It's just a matter of whether or not we go after it or not. So, I'm glad you're here with me today. And uh, we're, we are in 2 Samuel chapter 4, and we're just gonna be in this chapter today. <laughs> we actually started this chapter a couple of days ago. And in the first verse, you see that King Ishbosheth. He actually is. You see that uh, he actually is very discouraged. Mm-hmm. And whereas we have the contrast of King David, who in First Samuel thirty, when the people wanted to stone him, he encouraged himself in the yeah. Lord. We don't see that Ishbosheth does that. Right. And they definitely have two different outcomes. Um, you know. One has an outcome that's the rising king, the other one has an outcome that we're going to find out in the rest of this chapter is not good. So yeah. let's, let's go ahead and read starting in uh, verse 1. You want to do that? Sure. So
6: 2 Samuel 4, verse 1. Now when Ishbosheth Saul's son, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage and all Israel was disturbed. Saul's son had two men.
3: So just right there, what should he have done, you know? What should the King Ishbosheth? what should he have done right there when he lost courage? He should have encouraged himself in the Lord. You take those thoughts captive and you encourage yourself in the Lord. He didn't do that. It doesn't appear. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's... That is the downfall of so many people. They'll have things that will come against them. And instead of looking towards the fact that God will lead them to triumph and encourage themselves in the character and nature of an of a loving father who loves you with an everlasting love, uh, they right. won't do that right. many times. And I've been that person, yeah, too, where I haven't have. done it. I can tell you, when you start learning how to take your thoughts captive mm-hmm. and encourage yourself in the Lord, everything changes. Right. Everything changes.
6: Yeah. All right, verse 2. Saul's son had two men who were commanders of bands. The name of the one was? Bands. I wonder if it's country music
3: or <laughs> rock and roll. I don't think. See, nobody in here is laughing. That's just us. <laughs>
6: <laughs> we think we're funny. It's just us. We're, ha- we're happy
3: in our little world. <laughs> commander of bands.
6: All right, so he was commander of bands. The name of the one was Bonna. And He's like
3: the singer of U2. <laughs>
6: That's the hey, other band. Bono. <laughs> it's and just the, us again. <laughs> These were united. And the name of the other was. Rakab. sons of Ram- <laughs> sons of Ramon cousin to Raymond Noodle the beer-a-thite. Is this where, the is this where beer came from from Beerathite Of the sun can you imagine tearing this up? Can you imagine if there's like a Greek and Hebrew scholar in here listening to us? I mean, I jack up the American language bad enough. Now I'm like, not the word of God. I'm sorry. All right. I'm not going back to all those all those names. We're just gonna pick up where I stopped. Of the sons of Benjamin, because I can pronounce that. For Beroth is also considered part of Benjamin, and the Berethites fled to Gittim.
3: That was very southern. (laughs) (laughs) Gittim. They've been aliens there till this day.
6: (laughs) I'm thinking Jesus knew one day I was going to be sitting here reading this in front of hundreds and thousands of people. And he's like... (laughs) This Let's not give be- them small town like, names.
3: Hey, Gabriel Michael Watson, <laughs> this is going to be fun.
6: <laughs> Jesus put me in the town of Pleasant Garden because I can pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the report of Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, and his nurse took him up. Did I just jack that up too?
3: No, I was listening. I was looking at Kevin's comment.
6: Oh, his nurse took him up and fled and it happened that in her hurry to flee he fell and became lame and his name was Mephibosheth
3: that was very good
6: thank you I've practiced
3: so there was a line of Saul that continued beyond uh, Saul's sons because I believe at this point pretty much all of Saul's sons had passed or were about to pass and what the Word is showing us is there was still a line of Saul that mm-hmm. remained in his grandson, Mephibosheth. Verse 5.
6: So the sons of Ramon, the Berethite, Rechab and Banna, the band leaders, departed and came to the house of Eshibosheth.
3: the
6: Yeah, him. <laughs> in the heat of the day, while he was taking his midday rest,
3: uh, so here he is, he's like taking a nap, like, oh, hey, good, I finally get to take a nap. And Naps are here, biblical. Here comes, here comes these uh, two jokers. We need
6: right. Amy to make a shirt that says that. Naps are biblical. <laughs> they came to the middle of the house as if to get wheat, and they struck him in the belly. And Rakab and Banna, his brother,
3: escaped. Uh, that doesn't mean they're like, give me your lunch money. <laughs> That's not like that. Struck him in the belly means they stuck a, stor- a sword in him. A sword. A sword in him. <laughs> they stuck a sword in him.
6: You get to pick on me. I get to pick on you. I
3: know.
6: They stuck a sword in him.
3: Stuck a sword in him.
6: Stole his lunch money and his wheat, but they escaped. Now, when they came into the house, as he was lying on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him and killed him and beheaded him. Dumb. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> and they took his head and traveled by way of Araba all Ereba. night. Araba. Yep. <laughs> then they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron. That was good. And said to the king, Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. Thus the Lord has given my Lord the king vengeance this day on Saul and his descendants.
3: Okay. So, what do we see here?
6: There's a whole lot of funky names. The two
3: band leaders think that they're going to advance in life. They think they're going to advance in life by killing off the descendants of the anointed Saul. And then take that to David because they think think that David is going to be happy that Saul and all his descendants are dead because they're thinking worldly. And this is what we're this is what we've been talking about pretty much the whole week is when you do things not God's way it never turns out well. It's gonna you stink. always want to make sure that you are doing things in the ways of the Lord. Yeah. These guys what are they trying to do? They're trying to position themselves up so that they can be in a position of power just like Abner was, just like the guy who brought uh, the I think it was the Egyptian that brought them News of Saul's death, all of these guys, just like the guy who went in for Saul and he uh, slayed all the priests, uh, you know, all of these, all of these things. You've got all these guys across 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. They're trying to get ahead by doing things in a worldly way. They're trying to get ahead by doing things in a worldly way and and not God's way. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it backfires every time. How many people? have tried to get ahead and position themselves and leverage themselves and move themselves into a position of power. And it's not long, they're dead. Honestly, they're dead.
6: Nobody can raise their hand to that question. <laughs> you need Jesus. am <laughs> sorry. I probably shouldn't laugh at that. Like, raise your hand. Oh, wait, you <laughs> can't.
3: Well, it's true. They can't. You know, they... Now, the person that thought that they would be in power, they're not in power at all. They exist no more. I mean, and, and this is one of the things that we need to pay attention to is it is... So many,
6: <laughs> so many movie quotes going through my head right now.
3: I was wondering if you were going to make it through that. <laughs> I didn't think you were, so I was trying to move on and let you recover, but you
6: didn't I didn't do it. waterproof my scare today, y'all. Excuse me just a minute.
3: But how many times have we seen it now? How many times have we seen it where people are not doing things God's way? We were talking, let me, let me uh, go over here real quick, and let's go to Matthew chapter 11. Kevin and I had the opportunity to talk about this a little bit yesterday, and this is uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus is talking. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you hear that promise? I will give you rest. I will (laughs) give you rest. Come to me. See, one of the things that needs to happen is that we will constantly move to wherever Jesus is. Stop staying away from him, but move to him. You know, Part of receiving the power of God in our lives is that we will actually move to Him and come to Him. I've found many, many times that people want Jesus to fix everything, yeah. but they won't come to Him. They won't do it His way. Yeah. And Let's finish this. It says, Come to me, and I'll, I will give you rest. Verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's a promise. Yeah.
4: You will.
3: Yes. You will. So one of the things that's very important is when his yoke is easy and his burden is light, is you have to understand that God's not going to put on you more than is light. Yeah. It's, all, it's never meant to be heavy in your life. So if we feel heavy in our life, then that's a symptom that we're doing something wrong.
6: Right. Okay. Not that God's wrong.
3: Not that God's wrong. It's a symptom that we're out of place. We're trying to carry too much. We're not anointed to carry that. Now, I will tell you that there's things that we... <laughs> Johnny said I almost spit my tea out. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, there's things that we carry today that at one point in our life, we would have said was a heavy burden, but today it 's not heavy at all it 's easy in life, yeah. right? now, yeah. so in other words, you grow it 's like when somebody goes to the gym and you know they can barely lift the bar uh, to begin with, but then they start adding weights and then they add more weight and more weight, and then they go back to the gym, and the bar's like you know let 's spin it on our fingers, it's really easy. Uh, why? Because they've grown in that nature. So God says this. He said, I'll never give you anything beyond what you're able right. to endure, what you're able to bear in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'll never give you anything beyond what you're able to bear. Between you and I, we can handle it. So if you ever find yourself in a situation, just understand that you know God wouldn't let me be here if I couldn't handle it. That's right. So if you're there, it can be handled and it's already taken care of. But here's the other part of this. God won't—he will always give you what you can bear, but it will always be light. Remember, uh, in the New Testament, it says this. When we look at what we're going through now, our easy and light affliction, Mm -hmm. right? It, he's saying, look, this thing you think is hard is actually easy and light. The question is, how are you viewing it? Right. What are you viewing it through? What lens are you looking through? Are you looking through the lens of the world? Or are you looking through the lens of God and through Jesus and the anointing that breaks every yoke? Most of the time we've been trained to look through the lens of the world and the world's logic. And that's why it looks hard. That's why it looks heavy. So again, I use this example all the time is when they were in the boat, if somebody, you know, and there was the death storm that was Mm -hmm. going on, the disciples are up in the boat fretting for their lives. Jesus is asleep. So they're in the same situation. But one group is in easy and light, and one group is in hard and heavy. One group is fearing for their life, and the other group brings peace to the situation. One brings victory. One needs victory. Yeah. Hear that? One brings victory. One needs victory. So heres I want to be the person. Just put this in the comments. I will be the person that brings victory. Amen. I will be the person that brings peace. Amen. I will be the person that brings grace. But it depends on how you look at it. See, Jesus was looking at it through the lens of our Father said go to the other side. There's no other choice mm-hmm. but to make it across. The disciples were looking at it. Jesus, if you don't do something, we're going to die. Right. So it was a worldly lens. And this is <laughs> many times why we have uh, the difference between easy and light and hard and heavy. But one of the things that you know we need to see is that these guys all throughout 1st, 2nd Samuel, they're trying to advance their own cause by doing things in a worldly way, not in God's way. But if you look at this, he says, come to me, Jesus says, come to me in Matthew 11. Take my yoke upon upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble and you will find rest for your souls For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So first thing you have is you have uh, the burden, which is the weight, Mm -hmm. right? There is something for us to carry, but God never meant for it to be heavy. Through Jesus, it can be light no matter what you're facing, right? This is a promise. This is the promise we should see in here. But see, many times people are like, well, I I know what you're saying, but I'm just not going to accept that. That's the problem. Yep. That's the issue is because you're you can be more focused on what you're going through than on the person who's taking you through. Yeah. You can be more focused on what's below instead of focused on what's above, and now you're carrying the weight of it, and the weight will drag you down, and it can kill you and, and will kill you. It's designed to kill you. Yeah. To still kill, and destroy. But here's the other thing is he says, take my yoke on you. Now, if you know anything about a yoke, a yoke was designed for a specific animal. Right. And it would fit that, that animal because it was designed for them. It's part of the reason why the anointing breaks the yoke or breaks the burden because if the anointing, if somebody was anointed and it means that they would put on weight because they were so blessed that they would be more, more fat. Right. (laughs) They would, and the yoke would not fit anymore. The yoke would not fit that animal anymore because it was blessed. It was anointed. Yeah. But see, so that yoke had to fit. Jesus says this, I have a yoke. In other words, I will teach you how to walk. And watch, this is not a yoke of bondage. This is a yoke of let's do this together. Right. Let's do it together. So they would yoke up like two oxen. They'd put them together. They'd have them together. And then what would happen is you gener- many times you would have one that was more trained. And, and that one would lead the other one. But if the other one doesn't come along, then you end up turning and having crooked rows and all that. It's designed that they will walk together. And so many times the yoke is designed, here's what we were talking about yesterday. It's the ways of God. Mm -hmm. And what he says is, I'll teach you my ways and I won't be jerking you around. I won't be hard on you. I won't be rough. I'll be easy. But also know this, that if you don't put on the yoke of Jesus or you're not shaped like him, it's going to rub you raw. Yep. If you are not walking like he walks, it's going to be an irritation. So the easiest and best thing that we can do is say, Jesus, I'm going to walk like you walk. I'm going to do the things that you do. I'm going to put on God's ways and not man's ways. Mm And these guys back here, they were putting on man's ways, the world's way of thinking back in 2 Samuel 4. They're thinking that if we kill all of Saul's family, David's going to be pleased. They went about, they went after a world's way, a devilish way, a corrupted way of trying to increase themselves, trying to benefit themselves in the world. And they brought the devil's ways, they brought the devil's ways to. God's man. Yeah. It don't go over well like that. That's exactly Buddy just said. They don't know David, apparently. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Then that's the way we need to be. Oh, you're going to try and bring some kind of lying, cheating, and stealing, and thievery into God's man? It doesn't work. What happened in Acts? And I think it's Acts chapter 5 with Ananias and Sapphira. You're going to try and hold back and lie to the Holy Ghost? Mm -mm. You don't know God very well. You know, they're like, well, he's a person of grace. No, he is a person of grace, but he's also somebody to be revered and not played with. And you don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Fell dead just like that. And and this is what happens here. So look in here. They they tried to kill, they brought the head of Saul's son, Jonathan's brother, to David. Verse 9.
6: David answered Reqab and Bannon, his brother, sons of Ramon the Beerthite, and said to them, As the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life from all distress? When one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, and thought he was bringing me good news, <laughs> I seized him and killed him in Ziglag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more when wicked men have killed a righteous man in his own bed, in his own house, on his bed, shall I not now require his blood from your hands and destroy you from the earth? Then David commanded the young men and they killed them and cut off their hands and feet and hung them up beside the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the grave of Abner in Hebron.
3: So here's David, and he's like, look, this one guy, he just thought he could get an advantage by telling me about Saul's death. He didn't actually kill him. He said, when he brought me news of Saul's death, thinking he was bringing me good news, I killed him.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Because he, he dared, by his own words, he said, I was the one who touched and killed God's anointed. He said, I don't play games with this. And now that man was just, he was deceived. You are wicked, and you killed a righteous man. Right. And David doesn't play games with them. And instantly, they're done. I mean, they're done. So all of a sudden, they move into a place. They're (laughs) like, oh, gracious, I thought we were going to get something, uh, some advance in the kingdom. I thought we were going to advance to some great and mighty. David would give us a seat in his palace, and they're dead. They're dead. How many times, and I just want to ask this question, how many times have you and I been in a situation where God could have promoted us if we would have relied on Him, yeah. but we did it the world's ways? What, here's another thing. The, the Bible says this, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. We're not following that. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. How many of God's ways, how many of God's ways are actually they don't know about? How many of God's ways do they actually not know about? And so because they don't know God's ways... They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So see, a lot of times people have success laying right in front of them, but they won't go after success because they won't go after God. Many times people, you know, people don't know to go after God and they don't know to go after his ways, you know, many times because they won't they won't give themselves to Him. Yeah. They'll they'll go after the world's ways. Well I need to work, you know, super hard and long and late hours. That's the exact opposite. Yes, you need to work and you need to work hard. But you know, building your own house, no, actually Psalm one twenty seven says it's vain to rise up early and retire late. That's vanity. That's yeah. pride. That's that's against the Lord. It's not saying that you don't work and you don't work hard over and over again. And the New Testament says, get to work,
6: mm-hmm. get to work. If you don't work, you don't eat.
3: Yeah. Get to work. So there's work to do, but to do it in the world's ways, to do it in that way is vanity. To do it in those ways is vanity. And that's, we're not supposed to work like that, we're not supposed to work in the world's ways. we're supposed to work in God's ways, yeah, and that means we've got to know what his ways are. we've got to make sure that we know what his ways are and and go after him, study to show ourselves approved many you know many times we'll watch people. This was something when we started earlier on in in church. you remember this he said. Yeah, buddy said, "How many times could I've been promoted, but I chose to do things the world's way?" Oof. Oof. Yeah, I amen. Here, here's one of the things. Many times, when we started the church mm-hmm. and we were ministering, uh, we were ministering during that period of time. Uh, I, I personally was not wanting to talk about the devil at all. Right, yeah. We, we were not wanting to talk about the devil at all. So all we basically did, we purposed ourselves just to talk about God and his goodness and everything. And so everybody was amening. Mm-hmm. Um, people were being saved, healed, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody was having this. But then from Monday to Saturday. They were getting their lunchy. Yeah, they were having their tails handed to them. And uh, I was like, Lord, what's going on? You know, I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd. I need to figure out what's happening here. And uh, the Lord said, he said, my people don't know my ways well enough to recognize when it's the devil. Yeah. And they don't know the devil's ways. And the Bible says, you know, we should be knowledgeable about the devil's devices. Mm-hmm. We should be knowledgeable about his schemes and his and his. Uh, traps, mm-hmm. and what was happening was the devil was throwing the, just the simplest traps. They were Amen in Jesus on Sunday, but on Monday through Saturday he was throwing the simplest traps in their way. They were tripping all over the simplest of things yeah. because they didn't know the ways of God, yeah. And they and they weren't aware of uh, the traps because they didn't know God. The deceptions were catching them, yeah. And it was like. Man, and I just need to start teaching on the simplicity of like being humble, communicating, uh, making sure that you understand where you're planted, loyalty, honor, humility, you know, all of these things. And the devil was just throwing stuff. One of the biggest things, I I would say this is probably the biggest trap that happens all the time is that people don't know how to take their thoughts captive. Yeah. I mean, that's involved that's in everything. almost every single one. Yes. They, they don't think on things worthy of praise. And here's what the Bible says, that my, not only are my people destroyed for lack of knowledge, but it's the small foxes mm-hmm. that ruin the vine. Not the big bad wolf, yeah. it's the small fox. So in other words, these little minute things completely take fruitfulness out of the lives of people. And how do we stay fruitful and not have it stolen? We must know God's ways and operate Him. In this case, this leaders of the bands uh, of men, they didn't know God's ways. And they didn't know who they were talking to either. And it, it ended in a not good way.
6: And got cut.
3: Yeah. The band didn't make the cut. Yeah.
6: It's, you know, I think about just, I mean, we're sitting here talking. I'm thinking of all the different times throughout our marriage where one or both of us have done it the wrong way, but then humbled ourselves and started doing it the right way. And it just, it paid off exponentially. Yes. You know, I mean, I think about, and here's the thing it's not always going to be logical. God's ways are not your ways. It's not the world's ways. So just because that's the way we've always done it, doesn't mean that's the way we should always yes. do it, you know. And just because it's uncomfy, doesn't mean that it's not God, you know. I think about when I started work where I am now, yeah. you know, when we got married, um, moved out to the middle of nowhere, and I worked for his uh, dad and uh, who had a Christian bookstore. I managed the Christian bookstore. Decent position. Then Brian bought his chemical business and we were business owners. And I worked for my husband. Decent position, business owner. Well, then God told us to sell the business, which made no logical sense. none. None whatsoever, because that is our sole source of income. We have a new home and a new town, a new car. A new baby and a toddler and now we're looking at potentially having no income you know very little income because it just go back and listen to the testimony we've told it before you know it didn't make any sense well I had it on my heart to go to work like I had a draw to go to work well a lady said I've got a very part-time temporary position it's making copies and shredding papers Well, I've managed a Christian bookstore. I've owned a business. You want me to make copies?
3: And shred papers. And
6: shred papers for temporary at nothing pay? I mean, I might as well go work for Taco Bell and get some free tacos out of this deal. You know? (laughs) I mean, it made no logical sense to go do this. But yet God said go. And so I went. And because I followed the leading of God. Now, mind you, at this point, while I had managed a business and co-owned a business, I had no college degree. I'd stopped college to get married, figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I was still growing. So I had no college degree. I go to this job, temporary, making copies. And the lady says on day one to my temporary employer and says, I like this girl talking about me. I like her. I'm going to a different location. I'm going to train this young lady to be my replacement. Yeah. I'm sorry, say what? <laughs> You're going to train the copy maker girl to be HR for a multinational company? Yeah. That doesn't make sense at all. And yet, somehow, and this company was not really loosey goosey in yeah. their policies, like they wanted degrees and qualifications and. Yes. Everybody else that ever got hired since I've been there for 13 years has never gotten hired with my inadequacies. And yet somehow God blinded their eyes to my inadequacies. He had them hire me. He had them send me back to school. He had them pay for it. He had them pay for certifications. So I've got little initials behind my name. And now 13 years later, I just received a promotion. Again, multiple promotions. And now instead of just HR, I'm HR director. But that came from being humble and hungry, humble enough to say, yes, I've been up here, but I'm willing to go back down here if it advances God's purpose. And when you do that at time and time again, he'll take what doesn't make sense and make it work for you. I think about, you know, during that time, I'm at a company. I'm going back to school. I've got two toddlers. Now we've started a church. And God wants me to start speaking. Mm.
4: Mm. <laughs> mm
6: That can't be God. That's not easy and light. Uh that doesn't fit me. I don't speak. I happily stand behind the man that speaks. <laughs> and God said, Not anymore. And you know what? It didn't feel comfortable. Right. Like literally, the first time I had to speak, Pastor wasn't feeling well, he goes, You're gonna do this. We were at our house, like this is when we were having church at the house. Praise God, we didn't have a ton of people there. I think at this point we had, what, 10, 12, maybe? I don't know, maybe not even that, maybe 10.
3: Let me just say, she did not enter into the ministry that morning morning in the best spiritual place. (laughs) I
6: showed my redheadedness.
3: She was not happy with me.
6: (laughs) He loved me and forgave me. But I did it not willingly but i obediently did it so i walked out there grabbed a hold of the podium which was like this big at the time and it shook the entire seven and a half minutes i preached my sermon for seven and a half minutes it was not comfortable it did not feel to my flesh easy and light and yet at eight minutes i walked away going feel like I just breathe the breath of fresh air Mm. there's something that is so right about this but my flesh the entire time understand there's a difference in how something feels and how something feels easy and light is to your spirit just because your flesh is not comfortable going back 12 steps to being a copy girl Just because your flesh isn't comfortable stepping up to new levels you don't feel qualified for does not mean that it's not easy and light. See, that time that I shook the entire time and I felt uncomfortable was because I was looking at me. But when I got in the word and I started looking at my king, I couldn't see me. I can't see me if I'm looking at him, if I'm allowing him to consume my life. And that's you know what these people did. They looked at what can get me promoted, what can get King David to like me, instead of who is this God that King David serves? What would he want? Everything is easy and light when you fix your focus on him. You know, the times that you take offense, the times that you're frustrated, the times that you're pissed, the times that you're uncomfortable, the times that you're depressed, all of those times are when we focused on ourselves. And don't bark at me because I just said depressed. I've been there. I went through postpartum depression for a year after having my son, didn't reach out to anybody for the longest time, and felt like I was just in hell on earth because I was miserable. I hated myself. I was convinced the world hated me. I was convinced my husband hated me, my friends hated me. There's no reason to be here. But when I finally got my eyes off myself and put them on God, he lovingly opened his arms to me. You see, the first key to getting out of hard times, be it by our our own fault or not, the first key was doing what we just said come to me all who are weary if you're tired of struggling if you're tired of it always going the wrong way you're like i don't know why it just always works out for them but it never works out for me go to him he is not going to smack you on the ham he didn't tell me everything i'd done wrong he said baby girl i've missed you Mm. see he never walked away from me i put my sights off of him And it was one degree at a time. I started looking at the midnight feedings. I started looking at everything I needed to do. I started looking at all the weight that was on my shoulders. I started looking at the husband I needed to please, the kids that were relying on me, the job that was still there despite now having a newborn and two other kids and a ministry. I started looking at all the stuff instead of my King. And it was then that I slipped into darkness because if it's not God, it's not light. So when you look away from the light, there's nothing else there but the darkness. And that's what you see these people did. in 2 Samuel, all the people, I can't pronounce their names. They looked away from God and they looked yeah. at how can I advance myself? How can I promote myself? And they ended up losing their lives for it. And so many people, I mean, you've heard Hollywood star after Hollywood star, pastors, ministers taking their own lives because they can't see any other way out and I'm telling you now no matter what is going on in your life look to the King yes. and if you don't know how yes. please please reach out to us Yes, we will happily take you by the hand and step by step walk you back into his throne room yes. of grace And mercy and love because that's who he is he is love it says god is love period that means everything he does is because he loves you everything he does is to get his goodness to you everything he does is for love of you it doesn't matter what you've done. You can't change who yes. God is. You can't be bad enough to change the fact that he's love. You can't be horrible enough. You can't be poor enough. You can't be from the wrong side of the tracks enough. You can't be prideful enough to change the fact that God is love. You can only keep yourself from receiving it. Yeah. But when you say, God... I don't know how. I don't know what. I just know these people have said it's you. So I'm coming to you in all of my inadequacies. I'm coming to you in all of my dark despair, and I'm I'm dropping myself at your feet and saying, "Help me. Help me to feel your love. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to receive your mercy. Help me to be that fat overflow that breaks the yoke yes. that Pastor Brian just talked about you see it's one decision one decision today at whatever time it is 115 on whatever day it is July 10th one decision today can yeah. change everything everything and it's just looking at God and saying i'm tired of doing it my way I'm not going to kill and destroy like the world has. And we do that. We do that by trying to one-up each other. We do that by trying to promote ourselves. We do that by trying to defend ourselves. But instead, I'm going to humble myself. And I'm going to allow God to be my promoter. I may be starting here today. But if I put God as my source, I can go from here to here so much faster than the biggest executive you can think of. If these men would have just gone to David and said, King, what is it that your God wants of me?
3: How can we serve you and serve God?
6: Had they just gone to the king? How can we serve
3: you and serve God? How can we serve you and serve God? That's... That's the question that needs to be asked and then followed up with obedience. And as you were talking, Tracy, I see your comment on there, and I want to speak to it. Is one of the things that, you know, I, as you were talking, I could just sense this is specifically like some people have disconnected and it, they, it wasn't for them today. But I knew this is specifically for some people that are listening today. There's some, it, this has touched the, the heart chords. Uh, you know, the chords of your heart, It strummed those chords, and I understand that. This is for you today, and Father, we just thank you for yes. that. Tracy, you know, made a comment about a family member, a loved one that took their own life. This is, I want to give you something that the Lord gave me uh, in a situation. I, one day I was walking through this was right before we were called to pastor and called to minister. And uh, the Lord, I want to give you some vision. I want to give you somewhere to go. Every person in here, I was walking and I was actually helping to uh, do some work in a cemetery. And I looked at all of these tombstones from around the turn of the century in the 1800s. It was about a century ago, around the 1800s. And I would say 30 to 40% of those tombstones, if not more, were children under five years of age, most most of them under three years of age. And I don't know, it was just one of those moments where God was speaking to me, where God was dealing with my heart, and I'm looking at these tombstones. It's hitting me now. And i just started to cry i just started to weep i'm like this is not right this is the devil he's he's defeated people he's deceived people he's you know he's stolen he's killed he's destroyed he's been stealing killing and destroying for a millennia and he's he's been going after the people of god going after the promises of god god's goodness and i'm telling you it just ate me up that day but I, it's, it's not okay just to let something eat you up and then not turn it towards yes. the Lord. And it was bothering me. I said, Lord, why, why, what do you want me to do with this emotion, this passion? What do you want me to do with it? And his answer was to me that day. And then from that, he, he's not let me forget that moment. He said, I want you to preach my word. Because when you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And whereas you might not need to be saved uh, yourself, when you will continue in the word, you'll take that salvation to people yes. by preaching the word. You know, When we started the church, I said, Lord, there's so much going on in the world. There's politics, there's race, there's racism, there's all these things that are going on in the, word. In the world. I was like, I don't know where I need to apply my effort. And here's what the Lord told me. He said to me, Preach the word. That was his one commandment. But I knew what he meant. Not just preach the Bible. You know, uh, like what would be a stereotypical church in that way. Mm -hmm. Preach the fullness. In Romans chapter 15, I think it's around verse um, 18 or so, I believe it is. Where Paul says, I preach the fullness of the gospel. And And it said, with the gospel of Jesus Christ with signs... Of following. In other words, the fullness. And you got to preach the power. He said, I didn't come in convincing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration and power. Because when you get the love of God manifesting in power in the lives of people, they'll step out of the stealing, killing, and destroying, and they'll move forward. And so what I want to say to Tracy and any other person is, let a moment like that motivate you to not see anybody else around you have the same faith. Yeah. Lord, I'll go after you. I will go after you with everything that I have. I'll, I'll be set on fire by you. Lord, set me on fire. Set me on fire. And let me be the light that somebody else in a dark place yeah. needs to see. Yeah. And let that light be you, Lord. I can't light myself. But let me be the light, your glory that somebody in a dark place needs to see, so that not only do I come out of the situation myself, but I raise up to another level in Jesus Christ, and people will say, if they I see the glory that's on you, I need some of that. I need some of that hope we're supposed to be ready to get uh to give uh uh, basically give a reason for the hope that's within us. In other words, when we put on the fire of God and the hope of God, when we put that on, hope preaches to the world. Yes, Hope preaches to the world. I'm reminded of a man recently uh, that just, I, I didn't think I was talking any different, but he said, Brian, you've got to be one of the most confident men I've ever met in my life. And I'm thinking, I don't feel that way. But yet, when you start going into God, there's something that happens on the inside of you. And it starts becoming more and more victorious and more and more confidence. And you, as a confident person in Jesus Christ, can go to a place where the people around you start to draw on the glory that God's manifesting in you. Yeah. For anybody that's in that position, whether they've seen something tragic like that or they've never seen something tragic, this is the plan of God that we give ourselves. we give ourselves to the Lord. She asked this question, what do you do with the guilt that you carry? You have to take that guilt and hand it over to Jesus. And I can talk to you personally about that. But it's, it's one of those things where literally that guilt, I'm telling you, let me just give you some hope right now. That guilt can fall off of you like like that. And Jesus wants to take it like that. He doesn't want you carrying it. He does not want you carrying that condemnation. I'll read you this. Listen to this. So condemnation is when we are condemned. And guilt is a part of condemnation. And it says, Paul is uh, talking in Romans chapter 7, uh, Tracy, and anybody else who needs this, He's saying, look, I've messed up. I've done things wrong. I don't know. And then he gets to the point where this is, this is what he says. He says, oh, wretched man that I am. And for all, any, all those who feel like, oh, wretched man that I am, let me, let me say this to you. Let me show you some hope. Because he says at the end of verse... uh, chapter 7, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am. The thing I want to do, I don't do. And the thing I don't want to do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am. He's saying, I've been a sinner. He's like, I've got this condemnation. I've got this weight of punishment, this judgment that's been poured out on me. I feel it. I'm under the guilt. I'm under the condemnation. And then he says this. He says, verse 24, Romans 7, 24. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of this death? Verse 25, the answer. And into Romans 8, chapter 1, the next verse. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with the mind am serving the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, I've served the law of sin. But verse 1 in chapter 8, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, the King James says, for those who walk after the Spirit. When we turn to Jesus, we'll find the person who will reach down to the wretched places that we've been. He'll grab us by the hand and pull us out of the fire. He'll pull us straight out of that fire. So Tracy, let me tell you, there's hope. And I'm going to tell you, I've been this condemned man. I've been this guy in sin. I've been this guy who's done things wrong. I've been this guy who the Lord told me to do something and I didn't do it. And I watched somebody die right in front of my eyes. And I carried that. It hurt me. It hurt my heart. And And I took Jesus by the hand. And he took me right out of that guilt and I learned and I grew and now I'm able to help other people all day, every day, praise God, because it's a real deal. It is a real salvation and he's real for you, but we have to do it his way and our flesh is not going to like it, but we have to do it his way. And so, Tracy and whoever else, you know, you need, you got questions, God's got answers, and we'll help you find those answers. All you have to do is just, you know, call the church, reach out to us, but we love you. And so let let us just pray right now. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. Now, I just want everybody that's listening, if you have the ability... If you have the ability, I want you to just lift your hands and receive. Because right now, God's going to help you. He's going to pour his anointing and his grace in your life right now. He's going to pour it in right now. And so you be expecting it. You be expecting it. We love you too, Colleen. You be expecting that grace to hit your life right now. Father, right now. Lord, Nicole and I by ourselves, without you, we can do nothing. But with you, we can do all things. And today, Lord, we can sense the grace that's on this message. Father, let people receive right now. I just speak in the name of Jesus, grace and peace be to every person that's watching this. Lord, let us all lift up from the wretched places of the world, and move into the fullness of Christ and his plan for us. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Lord, right now, just pour out your grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Grace pour out now. Grace pour out now. Thank you, Father. If that grace is touching you in your life, I just invite you right now, put some hands up in the comments. I'm receiving right now. Lord, thank you. Let us receive that grace and let it continually pour out right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your empowerment. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, right now for everything that you're pouring out in people. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. Just right now, wherever you're sitting, just say this out loud. Thank you, Father.
6: Thank you, Father. For your love. For your love. Thank
3: you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me from this guilt and condemnation. condemnation. I I receive your forgiveness.
6: Your forgiveness.
3: I receive,
6: I receive your mercy, your mercy,
3: your grace, your grace, your peace, your peace. I receive it. Now. I
6: receive it now.
3: Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, Cindy. Amen. Amen, Kevin. Glory to God. We receive it now. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
6: I just wanted to say. Today's a new day. Yes. Right now, it's a new moment. His mercies are new every breath you take. And if there is somebody out there, you know, we don't know all of you watching. Yeah. But here's what we do know we know you're created in the image of our God, and He is nothing but good. Therefore, we know there's good in you. Yeah. And if you need help taking that new step, making today a new start, you have people here who believe yes, in you. Yes, that's right. We believe in you. Yeah. And we count it an honor yes. to come up beside you yes. and walk alongside you as you make this new start. So don't feel alone. Yes. Because I know, I've experienced, you know, probably every one of us here can say that we've experienced the lie at some point of, you're all alone. There's nobody there for you. And that's a lie. So yeah. if that lie tries to come, you just remember. The What's Right team, yes. we believe in you. Yes, There is a host of people yeah. here, every one of them, spirit-filled, anointed ministers of God yes. who would count it an honor to come up beside you and take you by the hand and walk that new start yes. and that new step with you. So I just, somebody needed to hear today, we believe in you.
3: Amen. Amen. We just praise God for you. And uh, we give you all of the glory. Lord, we yes. thank you for thank what you you're doing in people's lives. Thank you, yes. Father, for your goodness amen. and your mercy. We praise you. you. We worship Lord. you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us this week uh, on Lunch Plus. I'm going to turn this over to Barrett. Uh, do the, the sewing very quickly, very quickly. And, um, Father, we just thank you for everybody that's watching. We'll be back Monday at 11.45. It's going to be a great week. we got all new stuff we're going to be doing. We just pray that today's uh, message and the show really blessed you and that you received healing. You received the grace of God and the mercy of God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and worship you. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Barrett?
0: Amen. Well, thank y'all for watching. As pastors were ministering, there's a verse that came up to me. I touched on it yesterday, but in Mark chapter 12, verse 43, this is a story about Jesus overseeing the offering. Like he's watching people come up and give. And he had just seen a whole bunch of rich people come up and give great big offerings. You know, they were huge. But today, you know, pastors just said, it's a new day. And it's not just a new day emotionally. It's a new day for you financially. It's a new day for you in all areas of your life. And so in verse um, 41, it says, Jesus sat opposite the treasury. He saw how the people put money into the treasury. Many were rich and put in much. But a certain poor widow came and put in two mites, which make a farthing, which means less than a penny. This poor lady looking in the world, she looked poor. She came in and gave less than a penny. And Jesus called his disciples to him, and he said to them, truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all who were contributing to the treasury. They all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her lack, put in all that she had, her entire livelihood. See, it doesn't matter where you are right now. For those of you that are watching right now, you can give with hashtag donate if you're on Facebook. If you're watching on any other platform or on Facebook, you can go to givebc.org. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you're starting from today. It doesn't matter what happened three days ago in your finances. It doesn't matter what happened 30 seconds ago. Whatever level you may be looking at right now, there is increase to be had and Jesus talked about this poor widow and her name, like her story is what we are talking about now. We're not talking about the rich men that gave out of their abundance. What this poor widow did moved Jesus. What this poor widow did touched his heart and caused him to call all the disciples to him and said, she has given more than anybody. Her offering moved the heart of Jesus. So today, if you're watching online and the Lord has spoken to you to give, There'll be some that he does, some that he doesn't. We don't care which side you fall into. We just care about obedience. As you're sowing, whether it looks big to you, whether you think it looks small, as long as it's obedience, it will move the heart of Jesus. So today, if you're watching and the Lord has spoken, then sow. And as you sow, you will reap, and you will honor the Lord in what you're doing. And we just thank you so much for being a part of it. For those of you who are giving, I'll say it again. I think that we're um, experiencing some technical stuff, putting up our lower third. We'll get it up in a little bit. You can look in the tab, in the pinned comment down at the bottom of wherever you're watching. But for giving options, again, on Facebook, it's hashtag donate. And for all platforms, you can go to givebc.org. But thank you for watching this week. We love you so much. Next week, make sure that you tune in because we have some segments that are going to be awesome for you. We've got some challenges going on on Monday. I believe we're going to have somebody cook for us. So. You've seen how interesting food has been this week. We've got International Food Challenge coming up on Monday. Some Minute to Win It games, more good news. We've got some more What's Unfortunate things. It's going to be a great week, so make sure that you tune in. Set your alarms, 11.45 a.m. next Monday. We will be back with fresh content. We love you. Thank you for being here for us this week. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Send in things that are good news and you can be featured on a What's Right uh, broadcast episode. So if you've got awesome stuff, we want to hear about it. Send a message and we'll talk to you in a couple days. Have a good weekend.